Hello. Welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 18. Uh, I'm your host, Nimesh Radia, and I'm excited about this episode. So in this episode, we're going to continue the conversation with Stacey Brown, and we're going to talk more about Stacey's background. Um, we're also going to cover, we're in the process of, of, of writing her book, and we've created a process to that facilitates her writing the book in a way that works for the way her mind works. And there's a lot of history there, right? So we're going to talk through some of that detail. And so I'm excited for this episode. And I'd like to introduce again, Stacey Brown. Stacey, welcome to this episode. How are you? Hey, Namesh. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wow. So yeah, it's only been a few days since we recorded the last episode. How have you been? I've been really good. I've been very busy. Um, a lot of that busy has been with you going through this process of um, documenting my journey to healing. Uh, and it has been a bit daunting, as you know. Uh, but I'm excited to give people a little inside peek to the process of getting your story out there and what brought me to this point. Nice, nice. And the thing I really love about your story is, and, and the, the process of writing the book is, you've been through a lot. Uh, you've been through, you know, when I look at it, much more than most humans should, should do really, but you've used it to help you grow and understand why you're here. And I think that's a beautiful process. So I'm excited to for the book to come out because I, I really feel that people need to need to read it, need to listen to it. Um, but why don't you talk a bit more about your background and how you feel about the book and kind of where you need to go to get the story out? Okay, so uh, just to give a little history on me, um, I am the oldest of three girls and I was raised in a very devoutly religious home, um, very strict. Uh, I would say we'll call it a, a strict Christian background. Um, and it really left me with a theme of anxiety and shame and guilt that I carried with me into adulthood. And it ruled a lot of the decisions that I made, um, made a lot of like fear-based decisions and trying to escape that, um, environment that I was in. I got married the first time at the ripe old age of 18, which is super young. Um, and I'm now a mom to four. I have four kids. My oldest is 24 and my youngest is eight. So I've got quite the, the age demographic. Um, but my family was in what I thought was a good space three years ago. Um, I had remarried um, the father of my children, and we had bought a home and we were very active in our community. Both of us um, had jobs. I had a business that I had built to six figures by myself in the beauty industry. And April 18th of 2019, um, our 17-year-old son was in a crisis and he attempted to take his own life. And when he did that, um, it was like, it was like he put our whole family in the car with him that day. 
and all of our injuries in the family look different. Um, everybody's recovery process was different and had a different timeline. We spent uh, about two months in shock trauma in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, his body was ravaged from head to toe. So he, he tried to take his life by. He tried to take his own life by running his car into a tree at hundred miles an hour. And, you know, it's interesting when I first started sharing the story, I would actually say that. And now you'll notice I kind of hold back a little bit because um, it can be triggering when we talk about trauma like this. And um, yeah, I mean, he did it in a way that um, it's a, it's a miracle that he lived through it. Um, in the book, I talk about the story of um, an angel that happened to be there on the road the day of his attempt. Um, he was an off-duty Baltimore City firefighter. And not only did he save my son's life by stabilizing his airway and calling for help, but uh, my son's car actually caught on fire. And this gentleman had a fire extinguisher in the back of his truck. So um, yes, the story is, is about my son's crisis, but it goes even more into the process of healing after a trauma and recognizing all of the angels that were placed into our life during the season of so much pain. So I share the story with people because it was the darkest time in my life. Uh, I stopped working. I kind of watched my business crumble. My entire focus became my son and his recovery and our family. And in the passing months after the accident or the crash, it, it wasn't an accident after the crash. Um, my son was battling addiction. So his um, diagnosis in the, in the community, in the mental health community would be dual diagnosis, which means that he battles mental health issues and substance abuse issues. So, um, the process of healing his body was only one part of the process of healing because we have a child who's dealing with bigger issues and that attempt was just one part of it. Um, so it came to a certain point about a year ago, Namesh, where I was introduced to the social media app Clubhouse, where you and I met. And at that point, I hadn't really gotten comfortable with saying, you know, I'm Stacy and I'm the mother of a heroin addict and I'm the mother of a child who struggles with mental health and substance abuse issues. Those were not things that I would have said. But Clubhouse became a space where I, recognized that people were using their voice and they were sharing their story and it was having an impact. And so I started to learn the app and get on stages in clubhouse, sharing little snippets of my story. And really early on in that stage, I was talking on one of the stages about my story and you happened to come into the room and hear me sharing. Yep. I remember it well. Right. And the, the, the interesting thing about trauma for me has been that it has completely removed the filter. So it's left me 
with only authenticity and vulnerability to share. I, I don't have any other way of sharing. And you saw that on the stage, I did, right? I did. And that's, in all honesty, that's why I came to on stage to say, well done, because, you know, so many people go through so many things and it's that, you know, people, you can pe- feel that people want to share their story and use their voice, but there's a part of you that hold back. And when I heard you on stage that day, um, you weren't holding back. You were, you were using um, your story to, to let people know that, you know, there's, there's a journey we go on here. Right. And it was that, so I just wanted to congratulate you for being so authentic because I really feel a lot of people want to be that authentic, but not many people are. So I, you know, you, you were being super vulnerable and you were pretty much laying it all on stage. So I just, I was like, wow, okay. Not many people like that. So I just wanted to go on stage and say, congratulations. Thank you for sharing. Well, and I, I knew, I knew that I had a story to share, right. I knew for me just on my own spiritual journey through the years, um, I just felt like there had to be a reason why we went through this. There had to be a purpose in the pain. And so when I started sharing, it was, it was just kind of to get it out, right? Like I didn't really know what I was doing with it. And around the time that I met you on stage, um, I met a writing coach, um, on clubhouse who said, you know what, you have a story to tell, like, let's work on writing book. So I scheduled a bunch of sessions with him, paid for the sessions. And though he was a great writing coach, I didn't feel like the story was unfolding in the way that I wanted it to. I didn't feel like it was coming about in a way that I felt could be impactful to the people reading the story. What I didn't know was that the story was still being written. And so I stopped with the writing coach and I just started dialing in on speaking in clubhouse as much as I could. And I created a club called Soul Center, where I was providing a space for other people to share their journeys as well, kind of cultivating a healing community. And as you and I got to know each other better, um, I decided to make the trip to the UK to meet not just you, but several other people that I had met on Clubhouse as well. And when I did that, I was blessed with the opportunity to be exposed to some of the work of your mentor and friend, Sidra Jaffrey. And when I held her work in my hands, I just felt this deep connection to this woman who had already passed from this realm. And so I left the UK after my first trip with you asking me when I was going to come back and me saying, Mm. I, I don't know. Right. And then as soon as the plan landed here in the U.S. again, uh, Deb, my friend, came to pick me up at the airport and I'm loading my suitcase into the car. And I looked at her and I said, I think I'm going back to the U.K. and I think I'm going for a month. And she was like, "Uh, welcome back. Right. Like you just got here. So I picked up the phone and called you and said, you know, what do you think about me coming back? And at that point. I knew I was coming back with Sidra being my motivation. Like I knew that she, there was some kind of connection with her, right? What I didn't know was that I got to the UK for the second trip and I became consumed with the drive and the excitement and the passion of, I need to write a book. I need to write this book. 
Now, I mean, I think if we go into that a little bit, um, you know, the, going to a different location, I think, was a big part of it. But also you having a space, you know, when we first talked about you coming, you said a month. I'm like, well, let's book two weeks first and see how we go from there. But it quickly became a month. But if I think about that trip, it was, first of all, you having space to really find you. And in that process, you, the book became such a big part of your trip. So, you know, for, for everyone listening, it's that the, for me, the important part, piece was you giving yourself space to truly understand who you were. And from there, the book started birthing. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's kind of, you know, I feel we all have a story in us. And it's that, you know, giving yourself space to truly understand who you are first, standing in your power, and then understanding the purpose of the book. Because it's even when, even seeing your journey from when I saw you on stage and heard you on stage, you know, say, um, and really you being vulnerable. And it was, it, it touched my heart. But then I saw your journey from you, be, you being vulnerable on stage to, to really teaching people that the trauma that they've been through is actually for a reason and that the trauma and the vulnerability that you were sharing helped you understand why you're here. So yes, you, you, you for sure were not holding anything back. There was no filter. But that no filter helped you understand what your purpose was here. And that also led to the book. So it's like... I, you know, for, for everyone listening, it's really important that you understand your journey and you understand that there is there is a journey to to finding out your purpose, finding out your power and 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 understanding the intention of your book. And you know, you're the first time you write you try writing a book out, as you said, it wasn't ready, right? It wasn't finished. So there's a divine timing to things too, right? So why don't we talk a little bit about about that that month-long trip to, to the UK where you know, you, I really feel that you found out your purpose of, of being a healer and that really helped you to, to start to birth the book. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, <clears throat> it's not many moms get the opportunity to take a break from their family. Right. So if there's, if there's parents listening right now, like you're with me in this, you know, like you have a life, you have demands, you know, how do you break away from your life for that extended amount of time? And I do want to say, I believe it was divine intervention, right? Um, we share custody of our youngest daughter with her father. So there's two dads that are involved in the decision of me leaving and, and them taking over with the kids. So there were the logistical things that, that are challenging when you're a parent. Um, but like I said, I run my own business and I knew that, I could do a large portion of my work in the UK, but I like, I had to go to the dads and say like, Hey, are you okay with this? And get their support because leaving my family for four and a half weeks was not a small thing. And I've had kids since the age of 20. So the time of self-discovery for me in that sense has, has been long over, right? My whole focus has been my family and taking care of them. But, um, it all worked out. It was like meant to be that I was there and, and processing things. And so I got the gift of being able to be completely removed from the environment where the trauma happened in a different part of the world and away from my family. And 
at first it was bizarre because I am so used to taking care of everyone else's needs, but we did some spiritual things. We went to, um, the temple. Um, we went to this beautiful location on the coast called Minak theater and saw breathtaking views and really experienced, um, some of the magic of the UK going to Glastonbury and things like that too. Yeah. Glastonbury, uh, the chalice. Well, I mean, we just did some things that really were focused on, on me and my healing and kind of turning inward. Um, again, I want to stress like what a blessing it was because in my life as a parent, I feel like my needs are not usually at the forefront. And during this time, it was like, so bizarre that I was getting up in the morning and not worrying about anybody else, but myself. Uh, but it, it cleared space for me to be able to process the next layer of pain so that I could then walk through the journey of telling the story. I think it's really important for people to know that though, I'm sure there are traditional avenues that we can go in writing a book. I actually deal with ADD and I am a great storyteller when I'm just speaking a story, but for me to sit down and type or write a story is challenging. And I had spent a lot of time trying to figure it out in a different way. <clears throat> and while I was there in the UK with you, Namesh, we came up with the idea of audio recording the book chapter by chapter, and then having the whole thing transcribed. Yeah. And totally non-traditional, right? But we created this portal and this haven in your kitchen. And we sat at your dining room table with our recording equipment and our notes in front of us on our computers. And we just found this magical flow to the process. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the point, finding something that works, right? Yeah. And I think it's so important to mention that we did this in a non-traditional way, because I think there are a lot of us that have a story that could make an impact. Right. And when we think about the traditional ways of doing it, maybe it doesn't fit for us, but I just want to encourage the listener that if there's something that you feel called to do, there may be a non-traditional way for you to go about doing it. For yeah. me, the way that we did it was pivotal because it gave me a space to kind of organize my thoughts and then speak them and give the reader some insight, not just to like what happened with our family, but also to the messages that we were getting along the way and to some of the reflective lessons from each part of the healing process. Yeah, so it was, it was yeah. yeah, it's been a really great process. Now, let me just say, I left this last visit to, from the UK and I felt so empowered because we had a version of the book done with Namesh, which was like 17 chapters. Yeah. 17 chapters, 17 chapters. And I was, I left the UK and I was like, I wrote my book. I did it. <laughs> we had the whole thing transcribed and I was super excited. Um, and then we came home back to real life. And you and I started deconstructing the different chapters of the book and listening to them and making notes. And we ended up adding 
like 10 more chapters. Yeah, we, so, end, we, we, we ended up breaking some of the chapters up and kind of giving more context. Mm-hmm. Um, we just felt, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like when you're in the story, you've got to make sure you take a step back and just imagine what it's going to be like for a reader and you want to make sure you give them context. So I feel recording it and listening to it allowed us to really understand, okay, if we were listening to this or if we're reading it, somebody who doesn't know Stacey Brown, then, you know, what context do they need? What are the missing parts? What are the, you know, you, your, your childhood growing up in the environment you did. And, you know, when you talk about that, I feel it's important to give people context that, you know, how, how many people grew up in a, in a strict religious environment and that gives you some programming and you know, the journey to spirituality is a different one. And it's that we felt that we just need to give more context to, to really help people understand the journey. And, you know, the beauty of the process that, that we followed was it worked for us, right? It worked. And, and maybe that's a really good message for, is, for everyone listening is that if you have a book inside you, then, you know, you may, you may kind of read about what the right process is and all that sort of stuff, but work out what the right process is for you. And, you know, you, you, you tried recording the, the, the book once on your own, right? When you were here. And then the process that we actually that worked for us was when we were together because, again, I, I feel it was easier for you to have somebody that you trusted in front of you to share your story so that you're like you're having a conversation rather than you're recording. So, you know, challenge yourself and anyone that's listening and what does what works for you? Don't don't look at lots of things online. I mean, you looked online what the what the average number of words in a book was. I can't remember what was it. 60,000 or something and then we did a word count and it wasn't that yet and you were like oh my god there needs to be so much more content so I think we've got to be careful of knowing that actually the time we're in right now we're not following a standard process Mm -hmm. and maybe we're not meant to right if we're going to do something if we're going to truly change what's happening on the planet we can't do what everyone else has done so I'm, I'm really kind of proud of the process that that we found that worked for us right and it's that it just worked and it clicked and I feel really privileged to be part of the process. Um, I feel in some ways it's a soul contract. I feel like in some way I was meant to help you with this book to, because I feel it's going to help so many people. So I feel blessed and privileged to, to, to be helping you in this way. Um, but it's not when, when we're the process of writing the book, actually it's not about you. It's not about me. It's, it's really knowing that the story, um, and it's, I feel it's, it's, the story is important, but it's actually the lesson and kind of what you got from it and how it helped you grow that I feel is really important because so many of us have been through so many things, but if we change and understand that actually it's part of our journey in this life um, and start to understand and start to understand, maybe start training, maybe it's why we're here, I, I feel it's such a beautiful process. And just, you know, just hearing your story and, you know, you're right. You, you used, we used your skills as a storyteller and thought, well, okay, what's the best way of using your skills? And that's how we came with this process. So I, um, I just, yeah, I just, and the way it all aligned and, you know, even you coming a few days early because we manifested that, right? We could talk about that in a second, but it just, it was such a beautiful process. It just, you know, for the first few weeks, you were just really finding out who you were, right? You, for the first time, 
all all the program the programming around you being a mom you being you know kind of having a family to take care of you know all the roles that you were playing for once you could just be you and being you helped you to understand i guess in some way who you are what your purpose is and it was like it's really it's really interesting there came a point in your trip where there was like energy that came over you where you were so single minded that you knew this book was important but it's like when you when you first came here it wasn't about the book right it was about we created a mentorship program while you're here we 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 we, we creating programs around supporting corporate and you know we talked about recording a podcast as an example so um we knew that we were going to record a podcast together but there just came a point where you knew like you knew like you knew the book was the priority mm-hmm. and i loved your I single-minded think, focus on that right that was so beautiful to see i think it's really important to say like i i was still in the pain of the story and i I believe, and this is, this is just my experience with reading books. The books that have impacted me the most are the books that tell a story, but there's also a lesson in there. There's, there's like insight. And I think that I was still gathering that insight when I arrived in the UK. And what I wanted for this book was for the reader to be taken on the journey of my experience, but then for them to also get a lesson out of each one of the seasons that are talked about in the book and like an open question that allows you, the reader, to kind of take a pause and and reflect on your own life and your own space. So I didn't just want a book that was the story of like, this is what happened to our family. I wanted a book that was, this is the story of what happened to our family. This is what I learned from it. And here are some lessons that I think might help you along the way as well. To me, that's a powerful book. That's a book that I, I'm going to walk away with and go, okay, this isn't just about the reader telling their story. They want to change my life as well, right? They want to have an impact on my life. Part of what made this so complex was my son thought for a moment that it was easier to leave this world than to face his pain. For me, I recognized that I was hiding my pain and I was also hiding my purpose. I knew that I had intuitive abilities since I was a young child. And as time went on, I like to say the volume button got turned down on my intuition and I let a lot of things stop me from showing up in the world with the natural abilities that I was given at birth, I believe. And so while my son was going through this crisis, it kind of awakened me to a greater purpose. I had used my intuitive abilities behind the chair with clients for decades but I had always used the healing abilities that I had in a way that would make people comfortable without telling them that I was intuitive and that I had some, some abilities, right? When my son went through this crisis, and as I share in the book, there were some really massively pivotal events that happened in the hospital that awakened me to understanding that I needed to use my abilities in a greater way to impact more people. 
So while I was healing from my son's trauma and his pain, it was also jarring me into my own awakening. And so it wasn't just about my son nearly losing his life. It was about my son nearly losing his life and his mother finding herself. And so that's, that's the important piece, right? That journey of, yes. of self. Yes. It was all about your son, all about your son. But just listen to your story at some point. It came, he was on his journey and we can talk about where he is in a second. But you realize that actually you're important in this story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the greatest gift that I can give my son is a healthy mother. 100%. You know, a, a lot of the story I'm talking about, like trying to control the outcome of the things that are happening with him and coming to a place where I recognize that I couldn't save him, that I was losing his mother in the process of trying to save him. And so I had to save myself and how I go about doing that and how that's changed how I'm showing up in the world, because it literally changed every single aspect of my life. You know, I mean, I, I left my career in the beauty industry to pursue being a healer and a mentor full-time. Um, it's changed the dynamic of our family and how we function. Um, it's changed the relationships in the household. Uh, but I would say the greatest blessing has been I have found myself and I have found my purpose and my calling in the world. And it's allowed me um, like a foundation that's so solid in knowing who I am because of how I got to that place that I believe it's changing the way that I'm showing up in the world and how I can serve people. And it is because I've seen it in you, right? I've seen, I've seen how you've evolved and how you know single-mindedly so focused on knowing that you're here to heal. You're here mm-hmm. to help. You're here to serve, and it's that when 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 you find that that purpose, that calling in you, there's there's nothing that's going to get in the way. And it's beautiful to see your story how it became from about being a being a mother, being there for your son, to realizing that you can't be there for him if you're not there for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important message for everyone that's listening: is that. You, you know, you hear me, you've heard me on previous episodes talk about shining your light. You know, you just seeing your story is a great example of someone who was trying to be there for everyone else, but wasn't there for themselves. And you realizing that actually you have to be there for, for yourself to truly live your purpose, but also be there for the people that, that you love. So I just love, you know, how you, how you went through that journey. Um, I feel it's important to talk about in the process of writing the book, how you've had to go to some some dark places to, to live the book, right? So you've I've seen you when you're when we, you've been recording the book. I feel like I'm there with you, right? So I, it's like so it's a powerful process. And can can you help the listeners understand where you have to go to be able to really kind of give authenticity to the book and really kind of get the message out there? I guess. I think it's a place that I don't, I don't even recognize that I need to go to in order to share. It's a place that I go to automatically because, um, the, the, the day and the moments that, that followed the, the phone call saying 911, um, it's burned in my brain forever. Um, 
he crashed his car at around 9am in the morning. And, um, I didn't get notification of it until 1133. And when something like that happens, that's so shocking to the system, it, it literally is like seared in your brain. And so I, I, I go to that place, not necessarily wanting to, but it just happens when I'm walking through the process and I've had to be really cautious knowing that that's the place I go to when I talk about this, when I am writing about it, when I'm, you know, doing any work with this, I have to be super aware of, of where I am. You know, um, I'm actually speaking to you right now for my desk in the basement. And I just rearranged the basement space because, um, this desk used to sit right at the base of the stairs where I found out about, um, the crash. And so it's very triggering to be in that space and to think about the, the adrenaline coursing through your veins and the shock of knowing that your child is in a a life-threatening emergency. All of those things are still there. But what I found was so beautiful about going to the UK was that I'm literally in a different part of the world reliving things. And so it gave me this like safe, protective bubble where I could go back to that space, but then I could pull myself out of it because I was in a completely different environment. I think it's really hard to write a story that has so much emotion and so much pain in it in the place where it happened. So though I've done a lot of work to make my home feel safe again and, and, and all of that, the fact is the memories still happened within these four walls. And so, um, for me to go to that place in a different part of the world in, in your house where I felt safe, it just, it, it made it possible. I honestly don't think I could do it here in my home. And that's important for everyone that's listening to understand is that, look, maybe you can't travel thousands of miles to, to spend a month away. Who knows, right? Maybe you can, right? Maybe you've got to challenge yourself, but find a way that works and, I would highly recommend finding a place that isn't where a lot of your trauma happened. When you're at home, your ego is strongest, the things that you've been through, the emotion is strongest at home. And maybe you need to be in a different environment. And it could be a coffee shop. It could be you know, a friend's place that's nearby, whatever. Just maybe challenge yourself to find somewhere that's energetically safe for you to go to wherever you need to go. And you know, I saw Stacy go to some really dark places and, for her to tell her story, in many ways she was living the story again, which means that she was you were going to a dark place, right? You were going to a place which which um which brought up a lot of emotion. Um and actually me watching at times it was painful, right? Because I, I saw so much pain in you, and it's that, but I understand and I recognize you had to go there. You you had to to tell your story and it's true authenticity you you had to live it you had to and and again anyone that's listening i feel it's important for you to understand that you have to go deep to tell your story right is there's 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 a it's it's as stacy said it's deep to 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 relive the story but also understand what did that story mean to you and maybe everyone that's listening challenge yourself a little bit to say okay What's, what is my biggest trauma that I've been through? What are the things that I've gone through that's caused me pain? 
and then ask, hold on, what was my lesson? What did, how did I expand by going through the trauma? What's, and it's like, as you start thinking about telling your story, I would think about it that way. I, it's not about, it, it, it is about the story, but it's actually also about what the lesson and what the question, I feel it's just, just as important to understand um, why you went through that, because I feel the universe, your guides, or however you want to call it, um, is, is, is kind, but has a role to play to make sure that you go through and complete your story, your soul contracts. And it means that we may have to experience pain. But whatever that pain is, is there for a reason. It's training you for what, what you're here to do. And if we start to really understand that, then maybe we start to have a different answer. So um, say some, I'm so, I feel blessed and I feel like it was a sole contract for us to write this book together. And I know it's your story, but I feel such a big part of it. Um, oh, I agree. I couldn't have done it without you. I mean, this the place that I've had to go for a lot of this process has been extremely challenging, but I've told you privately and I'll tell you publicly that this process would not be possible without you. And it's not, um, it's not an easy thing to go through friends. I mean, I, I feel like when you're meant to do something, um, God, the universe, your angels, your guides, will stop at nothing to guide you to a place to put you in alignment with that vision. And I just believe with every fiber in my being that clubhouse was not by chance that you and I meeting Namesh was not by chance. And that this process has been something that I needed the support to walk through. And you've given me not only the physical space to do that, but the mental, emotional, and spiritual space to do that. And I think our biggest goal here is to impact lives. Like you and I both have had this vision that the work that we are doing is life-changing and how can we bring this to people? And I believe, I believe like, like I know, like I know that this book is a huge part of that platform and that what we have cultivated over the last several months is is going to impact so many. And I thank you for giving me the space to be able to walk through this tender process because I, like I said, I've tried to do it before and it hasn't worked. And this time though, it's been daunting and I'm heading back to the UK in two weeks, less than two weeks to record the other chapters. Um, I'm also filled with excitement in amongst the nerves, because I know that we're that much closer to being able to release something that's going to help people. Yep. And it's interesting when you came for the month, um, the book was part of the conversation, but it wasn't really a, a major part of the conversation. And, and again, you know, this is maybe a message for people out there is to be open to magic because when you came, it was all about creating these programs, you know, mentorship program and, but it's like you 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 listen to your messages and at some point you knew like you knew that it was the book was super important so for the listeners maybe just you know just listen to your messages as to why you're here and why certain things are important and if if somebody said to me 6 months ago you know you're going to take you you're going to take a lot of time to help somebody write the book I'm like really not mm -hmm. sure that's you know it wasn't something that but I know like I was meant to help you there's a calling there right there's a and I really feel the book. So it's that, 
it's just interesting how life shows up, right? How things change. And even like I said, you coming here for a month, we knew there was a reason. You know, when you sat with Sidra's book, when you, before you left, you felt a connection with somebody who had to go through the same process of writing a book, right? And she, she shared a lot of herself in that book. Um, but it was never about her. It was about the message in the book and you felt that connection. And it's really cool how the universe lines things up and just the magic of it. And, you know, kind of, you know, I've seen you go through a lot of pain with this book, but I've also seen your soul light up because, you know, it has to get out there. So it's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful way. And just, yes, yeah, so I feel very blessed to be part of the process. Um, you know, it makes me think of um, like, in part of the book, I talk about, uh, my husband and I becoming runners and how we were both overweight and out of shape. And, uh, we started running individually and then we rekindled our relationship and we started running together. And there were days, uh, in preparing for a marathon, which is 26.2 miles friends. It's a long distance. Um, but you have to be on a training schedule. And there were days where we would get up and have a, a 19 mile run in a day. Right. And there were days where, um, it was painful, you know, you you're blistered, you're chafed, your body's sore, your muscles ache, the weather's not so good. Um, I would definitely say that if you've ever had a goal like that of, of running a long distance, then that my friends is very similar to the process of writing a book. You have to pace yourself. You've got to have a team around you that supports you and it gets excited and cheers you on. You need to fuel properly along the way and take breaks, but you can't give up because you know that there's a finish line ahead and you know what you signed up for. And I would just say, Namash, that in this season, I feel like we're running partners <laughs> For sure. and I feel like we are, um, in the tough part right now, as far as, um, I actually tell this story in the book, but I, uh, hit a certain point in the marathon where I felt like I couldn't go any further. And my husband and I had agreed that if one of us couldn't go on, the other one was going to continue the race. But once you're in it and you're in the race and you've done all that training side by side, the idea of leaving one of the other of us behind just was unfathomable. And my husband stood outside the, the, um, porta potties along the, the way waiting for me to come out. And I was hunched down in the porta potty going, I, I can't go any further. And I remember coming out of the bathroom and standing there and telling him like, I just can't do this. And I received a text message from my friend and she was like, I'm waiting for you at the finish line. I'm waiting for you. Like, I'll be here waiting for you. And I responded with, I'm, I, there's no way I'm going to make it. Like, you're going to be waiting all day. Cause I can't make it. And she was like, take your time. I'll be here whenever you cross the finish line. And I started limping slowly along the pavement. And then the limping went to like a slow jog and I was able to cross the finish line. And I will say most of the food vendors were gone at that point. A lot of people had packed up for the day. They had gone home. They were runners who had been way more experienced than I was. 
and they made their time, their PR time. Right. But I made it across the finish line at my own pace in my own way. And I took months preparing to cross that finish line. And when I crossed, it didn't matter who was there cheering for me. It mattered that I finally crossed the finish line. And so I look at this book in that way. It's like, we're in it now, Namesh. Like we're in this process. (laughs) And it's like, I think the more that we talk about it, the more life we breathe into it and to the mission of getting it done. But I will say, I see that finish line in sight. And even though I'm at that point in the mileage where I might be like stumbling and tripping a little bit, the goal is still the same. And that is to cross the finish line and, and make an impact. And I can see it in the distance, Namesh. And I know we're, we're getting there. And I, I can't thank you enough for walking through this process with me. No, it's, it's honestly feels like a, feels like I was meant to. Um, and yeah, it feels like a blessing. I, I mean, <laughs> you've touched on so many different parts of your story and it's like, uh, you know, I want you to go deeper in all of these elements because I've heard you say it. it's like, it's so beautiful to hear that, you know, at, at your at the moments when you're at your lowest, always, always something shown up, mm-hmm. someone, an angel. And it's really beautiful to hear that. So when you talk about, you know, the, the marathon story, there's, you know, you got a text at the perfect time, right? When you were mm-hmm. just about to give up, somebody showed up and says, come on, Stacey, I know you're never going to give up. It's not in you, right? So, um, but that text really helped you understand that actually, you know, it kind of spurred you on, right? And there's so many examples of that in the book um, where you where you get to go deeper, right? You get to, um, so yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's such a, such a beautiful journey. And yeah, like, like we said earlier, it's not about the book. It's really about the lessons learned. And, you know, we talk about things like trustful, taking that leap of faith. You come to London was a leap of faith, right? You, so many people, I, I think I said on the last episode, so many people, I, I expand, I'm a natural expander. I'll ask, I'll ask open questions to people to really challenge where they're at. And sure, I asked you, you know, what do you want to manifest? Mm-hmm. And you said, I want to manifest a trip to London. And that's what started this journey. So again, for all the listeners, you know, what, what do you want to manifest mm-hmm. and what trust for what, what, what could you do that's really going to expand you um, to, to kind of, if you could take one thing away from this episode um, is, is ask yourself that question. What are you here to do? How are you shining your light? Have you got a book in you? Um, and it's just so much, so much more to say. And another big part for me in terms of you telling the story was when it did become about you and also, you know, it kind of started with the story about your son and his accident, but actually your books evolved to more about you becoming you mm-hmm. and what those lessons were. And actually your son's probably got his own book, right? That's, that's, a, that's a different version of the story. So, you know, and do you want to talk about where he is now? I, I feel like we've talked about the trauma. I just, maybe, maybe just tell people a little bit about where, where your son is right now. Yeah. So, um, he is a year, almost a year sober this month. Um, he still has some, um, issues with his carotid artery in his heart, 
um, that's being monitored on a regular basis. Um, the original thought was that he needed sur another surgery at some point, but he needs long-term um, sobriety for them to even consider that. So right now he's doing well, he's successful, he's living in another state and um, enjoying life, doing well. That's, that's beautiful to hear, right? That's, it's interesting when you let go, you, you started to shine, you know, figure out where you, why you're here and he started to figure out who he was. So that's, you know, again, another important lesson that we're in this, we're on a journey, we're on our own journey, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, 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 it's amazing to see. Um, I want to make sure we do cover the, the book process in a bit of detail for anyone that's listening. If they do want to, you know, if they are considering a different approach to the book, um, so the process that we followed to kind of take you through the steps was um, we went through kind of a, 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 an outline of what the book should be. What are the different chapters? What are the bullets? And we didn't, we didn't write the book in any way, but it was that it was almost like placeholders. So bullets that, so when you're recording to remind you to make sure you cover the different elements. So maybe each chapter had 10 or 11 bullets just as, as, as reminders. So we kind of, you had, we had to go through the story a couple of times, right? Went through the story, then we went through the chapters and, and listed the bullets, and then you recorded. Mm -hmm. So so it's like if, if somebody wants to follow the process, that's the process we followed, right? You, you consider what, what do you want in each chapter? You start to kind of at a high level document an outline of what each chapter looks like. Um, if you work with somebody, then again, talk to them about what that looks like and then start recording. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's lots of transcription softwares out there. We use a transcription company because uh, we wanted to get it transcribed really quickly. Um, and now we've got a, a document, a, a written version of the book. Um, and it's interesting as we as you were, as we've listened to each chapter, um, there is some chapters that we're just going to keep because it doesn't need to change. It's already perfect in the way it is. So, but there are some chapters we want to re-record. So it's that. I guess be open to the flexibility of changing and amending. And I think there's going to be a come a point probably on this trip where we're going to feel your story's ready. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be talking about, all right, how do we get it out there? And it's for me getting out there in, in an audio version and a written version is really important because when you're speaking your story, you do take people on a journey. So again, whoever's listening, maybe think about what works for you. Mm -hmm. I know, like I know that the audiobook is really important because I've heard you tell the story and you take people on the journey. So, you know, just again, if you, if, if any listener, you're thinking of writing a book, this process may work for you, may not, mm -hmm. but just maybe challenge yourself to think about a different, a different approach. Um, and Stacey, you've, you've, you've kind of touched on so many different elements of the story but you've only kind of touched the edge of it. And it's like, this, it goes so much deeper. So one of the things we are going to do is at least one chapter, maybe a couple, we'll see. But I will, I will post at least one chapter as, as, a, as, a, as a podcast um, in, the, in the coming week or so where um, we'll share one of the chapters with you. As in the listener, we'll, we'll share one chapter that, that, that we recorded, that Stacey's recorded, just to give you a taste. Um, so how do you feel about that, Stace? I'm excited about it. It feels um, super official. And um, I think that we both know, having been walking through this process for a while together, 
that the message is valuable. And so I'm excited for your listeners to hear a chapter of the book and we would love feedback. Um, so leave us some comments, let us know what you're thinking. And if you have questions about the process, I know you just kind of explained what we did, but if people have questions for us, like reach out to us, we're, we're, we're here for it. I think this is a process that, um, was very, has been very non-traditional, but it's worked for us. And so, um, if there's any way that we can help any of our listening audience, like let us know. Yeah. And and in the show notes, I'll make sure that, um, you have my website and you can contact me via my website. Also I'll include, um, Stacy's, um, Instagram link and you can DM her and also a link tree so you can reach out. Um, so yeah, reach out to us and give us feedback, right? You know, I feel really blessed by everyone that's listened to this podcast, everyone that's given me feedback. Um, it feels, I always feel blessed. Um, and we talk about this often. We both feel that our voice is our gift. You know, the stories and the journeys and what we can share is really why we're here. So, and, you know, challenge yourself a little bit and just why are you here? What are you? And it's just beautiful to see someone else's story. I.e., if I, if I look at, you know, Stacy's story of getting to where she is now, all the trauma she had to get through and all the lessons and, but then she found Clubhouse, a way to, a, a place for her to share a story. And then he's like, if you listen to the, 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 the last um, episode we posted, she talks about, you know, she, she got ill for three days and that's when she found Clubhouse. So in many ways, the universe was helping her, right? In terms of, she was ill. She, she was in bed for three days and someone mentioned Clubhouse and that's when she really learned how to do, um, learn about Clubhouse and why it meant. And interesting, we were just talking the other day about, Stacey, you haven't been that sick since, right? So it's like in many ways the universe was, but then, you know, it kind of led you to meet some amazing people. It led us to meet and now we're in this process and how beautiful is the universe, right? How beautiful is the universe when it totally aligns? So, um, Stace, what do you think of that? I'm excited, Namesh. I think we've got some really great things going on and I can't wait to see what's next. So thanks for having me. Great. So, um, like I said, I will post, I, I will post, uh, one of, one of the chapters that we've recorded. I will, um, yeah. And I'd love feedback. And so, so everyone that's listening, I'm still going to, still record meditations. I'm still going to open the cash records. I will still continue doing some of those things, but intermingle in that we'll continue this conversation with Stacy. We do want to cover in future episodes about our mentorship program and why it's important for, um, to, you know, kind of connecting with mentors and who really a good mentor can accelerate your journey because everything you need is inside you. We're perfect in this moment. Um, but actually working with a mentor, working with, Somebody helps you to accelerate that journey. Um, but also at the same time, we'll talk about things like manifesting. We'll talk about different elements of the coaching program too and how it can truly, truly change your life. So I'm excited to continue this podcast. I, uh, I, I, I started recording like one, one every couple of weeks and I, I took a big break. Now I'm excited to record many more. So I'm definitely going to focus on this podcast much more. And uh, yeah, I feel truly blessed to be here and truly blessed to be sharing. I will, I'm going to hand it over to Stace in a second, but before I do that, 
Again, everyone that's listening, I challenge you to consider how are you shining your light? In this moment, how are you shining your light on you? What, are you, what can you do today that will lift your soul and that will truly, truly connect to who you are? And if you have a story to be told, then you know, maybe consider this process. Maybe adapt this process. Maybe challenge yourself to truly, truly get your story out there because it needs to be heard. Stace, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure connecting. I really, it's really cool kind of finding somebody who that I feel so spiritually aligned to in so many ways. I, I feel like our souls already knew that we were going to connect. In some way, you know, Sidro is no longer in this realm. I really feel she continues her influence as, my, as one of my guides and she helped bring us together, right? And I feel it's such a beautiful, beautiful connection. So Stace, what's your message to the, to the listeners before we finish this episode? I would just say, um, keep dreaming big. I think there are so many times where we think like, oh, it's, it's just me. Like, it's just me. And who am I to have this dream? But I believe that when we put it out there, the universe rises to meet us. And, uh, I thank you again, Namesh for having me here and, uh, taking the time for this book process on your podcast. Um, I can't wait till we're sitting with a copy of it in front of us talking about it again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. So again, thank you, Stacey. Thank you for everyone that's listening, sending so, so much love and light to everyone. Thank you. And completing this episode now, and we'll be back soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now.